0: Tonight, the 2022-23 Title Town Awards. Brought to you by Packers Daily on Cheesehead TV. Now, here's your host, Cheesehead TV co-founder, Aaron Nagler. Good evening, everyone. I'm Aaron Nagler, as the totally not-my-own-voice just told you. I'm your host this evening for the 2022-23 Titletown Awards, brought to you by Cheesehead TV and Packers Daily. I hope you're all doing lovely after a phenomenal Super Bowl that saw no controversy whatsoever, and everyone had a great time and had so much fun because the Packers weren't in it, and we didn't need to worry about it as Packers fans. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the Titletown Awards are back. Longtime Cheesehead TV readers, viewers, listeners— We'll remember that we used to do the Town Awards each and every year. Back then, Corey gave them out. But this year, I'll be giving them out. The prestigious Town Awards have returned, ladies and gentlemen. Starting with the Packers Boldest Move Award, which there's plenty on offer when you talk about bold moves, whether it's play calls or personnel. But one man stood above the rest, given the opportunity, the possibility of trading away his quarterback, for a boatload of draft picks and possibly setting the franchise on a new course, General Manager Brian Gutekunst said, no, 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 no. I'm going to sign that aging quarterback to an extension and trade away Devontae Adams, his favorite target, for some draft picks. It was a bold move, ladies and gentlemen, the Packers' boldest move of 2022-23. We'll see how it ends up in the long run but today, it ends up with the recipient of the Titletown Award for Packers' boldest move. This past week, we saw the NFL Honors bestow their Comeback Player of the Year Award on one Geno Smith, who had an excellent season. But what exactly was he coming back from? Not being very good for a while? Not being very good for most of his career? And now suddenly he's good. What is he coming back from? Here at Cheesehead TV, we like to bestow the Comeback Player of the Year award on a player who actually comes back from something that kept him off the field for a long time, say, a significant injury. Now, I think there's only one man possible that could get this award this year. Clearly, a gentleman who missed multiple years due to a devastating knee injury and then returned to the field as though he had never missed a beat, came back to compete at an all-pro level down in and down out. That's right. Number 69 in your program and number one in your hearts, it's David Bakhtiari, your comeback player of the year. You cannot deny, if you're a quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, you love the fact that this gentleman is on the field to protect your blind side. Congrats to David on his Titletown Award. Speaking of quarterbacks, there's a quarterback in Green Bay who gets a lot of guff, Gets a lot of stuff because of stuff he says in the microphones off the field, stuff in his personal life, whatever his feelings about the news or what have you. But what doesn't get talked a lot about a lot is how tough this son of a gun is. He obviously sat behind one Brett Favre for three years and saw how he never missed a start. And there was no doubt this year that this guy gutted it out. Despite breaking his thumb on the final play of the game in London against the Giants, he broke his thumb and continued to play quarterback through the entire season. Talk about gutting it out. Aaron Rodgers is your gutting it out winner. Titletown award for gutting it out. And look, I understand there's cynics out there who's saying, well, he hurt the team because he played through it. I'm telling you people, the chorus would have been three times louder had he sat after being paid $50 million because of a hurt thumb. Aaron Rodgers gutted it out. And by the way, still played at an insanely high level, even with a broken thumb. The gutting it out award goes to Aaron Rodgers. Now, not everything here at the Titletown Awards is about what happens on the field with the football team on a football game. Sometimes it's about, you know, dealing with the press or dealing with invitations to participate with, say, certain podcasts. Whether it's the Shameless Packers podcast or Packer Transplants Live, this following award winner found a unique way of declining said invites. And the Shameless Packers podcast was kicked off last offseason, but still counts as the 2022-2023 season. I literally texted him, come on my podcast, thinking, great way to kind of kick it off with a buzz, with a name, generate some excitement. I texted, come on my podcast, to which he responded, and this is true, why? Ladies and gentlemen, it stopped me in my tracks. I literally had no real good answer to give the man. I have to say... Congratulations to Matt LaFleur, best decline of a podcast invite for both the Shameless Packers podcast and Packer Transplants Live. Although I will note, it is not lost here at Cheesehead TV that the fact that the first year that Matt LaFleur did not participate in Packer Transplants Live is also the first year that his team did not go to the playoffs. Causation, correlation, you be the judge. Speaking of podcasts, Lord knows, I understand not wanting to come on a Cheesehead TV podcast. We're not the best in the business. We're just a lowly Packers fan-driven podcast that likes to entertain, likes to connect. But you know who does all of that and more and makes people smarter each and every week? That's right. There's a Packers podcast that does all of that. I know you're sitting there thinking, that can't possibly be true. There are so many Packers podcasts, but they don't all do that. They don't. All have all the elements of entertainment and analysis and making you smarter as a fan. Oh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I've found one. There is zero doubt the best Packers podcast. The Town Award winner is, of course, "Packs What She Said. The best Packers podcast on this here internet. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not even exaggerating. Listen to them. Each and every week, you'll become a smarter Packers fan. Yes, they started here at Cheesehead TV, but they have quickly outgrown us and they have become a force to be reckoned with. Maggie and Perry, congratulations, the best Packers podcast on the internet. Now, I understand that podcasts aren't for everybody. Sometimes you need to connect in different ways, in a multitude of ways, say, need influencing in your life. What should I be thinking about today as a Packers fan? What's going on in the world? I don't have time to parse through all the news and I need someone to break it down for me in a fun, engaging way. Also, while getting under the skin of Vikings and Bears fans and generating tons of fun content and never succumbing to the cynicism and the negativity so prevalent ah, all across the Internet. Ladies and gentlemen, look no further than the best Packers influencer. That's right. It's Mr. Matt Bramage. You cannot beat this man's content, ladies and gentlemen. If you are not following him on all of his socials, consuming his podcast, going on his YouTube channel, I I can't tell you. Run. Don't walk. Find Matt Ramage, wherever you are on the internet, and you will become a happier, more engaged Packers fan. Speaking of engagement, I remember when this next award winner was nothing but a wee little start, like, kind of just trying to do stuff on the side, maybe make a go of it. Back when I was covering the Packers with Green Bay Press Gazette, back all the way in 2016, this young man started something as a side project. Just a little, some fun thing to do. And we've watched as he's grown into a juggernaut on YouTube. That's right, we've had a YouTube channel forever. I want to go back to 2007, maybe. We never paid attention to it. We never grew it. This man started in... You know, a couple years ago, and it's become an absolute juggernaut, not only for the Green Bay Packers, but for the NFL in general, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the Town Award winner, best Packers YouTube channel to Tom Grassi, Packcast, Grossi Posse Nation in the house. And I hear what you're saying. Oh, Aaron, don't you guys make fun of him all the time because he covers all 31 other teams and not just the Packers? That is true. He has absolutely grown his channel by covering the entirety of the NFL, engaging with other YouTubers. But let me tell you, people, that does not stop him from creating the best Packers content on YouTube as well. That's how good he is. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you're subscribed to Tom Grossi's YouTube channel. Speaking of subscriptions and subscribing and engaging and following and liking and all that nonsense, social media... How do you do it? How do you find the best and the brightest and the greatest content all throughout social? I'll tell you what, it's by employing this man. Look, not a lot of these awards have much to do with Cheesehead TV. We try not to pat ourselves on the back too much. We want to shine the light on others. But yes, this gentleman works with us because he's the best. And let me tell you, if you can put up with having to deal with Aaron Jones clapping back after a writer of ours says he should be cut, We're having to deal with comments because Corey Banky said something stupid again on a live stream and you do it all with humor and grace and you absolutely knock it out of the park when it comes to engagement, whether it's here at Cheesehead TV or any of the other entities he works with, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for one Tyler Herrick, the best Packers social media title town award winner. You can't beat this man. You can only hope to contain him the best in the social media arena when it comes to the Green Bay Packers. Finally, talking about the best, I'm going to wrap it up here so we can turn this music off and get to your chats. I do want to highlight a couple of gentlemen who may be young, but they are up and comers. All these awards, they're pretty established folks, older, somewhat more mature. These gentlemen are on the come up, ladies and gentlemen. Do not sleep on them. Starting with a gentleman who creates Packers content every single day at a very young age co-hosts his own podcast and somehow I guess kept up his grades enough and found the time to be accepted to college as a journalism major? Ladies and gentlemen, Joey Van Zummeren, greatest scholastic achievement, Title Town Award winner, your co-host of Underage Packers. Joey, congratulations. Can't wait to see what you have in store when you take over Cheesehead TV, whenever that happens in a decade plus. Go kill it at Mizzou. I'm proud of you, brother. And finally, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this gentleman, Joey's partner in crime, a man who not only inspired a Packers fandom, but inspired the Packers themselves. That's right. Having an audience with Matt LaFleur, and Aaron Rodgers, and the entire Green Bay Packers team to the point where he broke down practice and then inspired them to go out and beat a Cowboys team that not many people across the nation thought the Packers had much of a chance against. That's right. Big B is your Titletown Award winner for greatest inspiration. Congratulations, Big B. What a season and what a moment. So proud of you, brother cannot express how much we love you here at cheesehead tv there you go ladies and gentlemen your 2022 2023 title town awards thanks for tuning in let's get to your chats on the flip side Good to see everybody in the chat thanks for uh tuning in like i said on twitter that might be the dumbest thing i've ever done but i (laughs) had so much fun getting it ready (laughs) i was literally laughing to myself and no one else here at home throughout the afternoon so good to see everybody look at all these regulars up in here bo how are you take off the tie the tie is loosened we're all good Mm mm-hmm Oh, look at these fine folks. Dennis is here. Tom Grassi is here. Holy cow. My goodness. Here we go. Nick, how are you doing? Uh, what else we got? What else we got? Nags. W- w- worse to rep the green and gold, Peter Bukowski. <laughs> I've hey no, 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 no. This, this is this is an uplifting occasion. We're, this is not we're not here to rip on anybody. And look, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Pete does a great job. He gets you people engaged. He gets you all riled up. You may not agree with his takes. And I actually had one. I actually did have a, uh, but I tried to keep on the positive tip. Uh, One of the awards I was going to give out was best beef. And I was going to give it to Bukowski and John Kuhn. But like I said, I wanted to keep it positive. But uh, Pete does a great job. Like I said, he gets you all riled up. He gets you guys engaged. That's the gig. So yeah, no, I ain't, I ain't giving, uh, I ain't giving him any grief. <laughs> Big B, my award will be going above the fireplace. Well, good. We can only hope that Matt Lafleur was watching all those QB sneaks last night. Nick, amen, brother. And now look, I, I heard so many people on Twitter. I heard, I read so many people on Twitter were like, "Well, it helps when you've got a great offensive line." It's like, yeah, well, you know what? The Packers have a really good offensive line when they choose to utilize it. You know. It just kills me, man. Like the Packers are successful when they actually try quarterback sneaks. Hell, they were the time, the attempt they had against Detroit. Just kills me. Kills me. Just, you got a quarterback. You get just quarterback sneak. It's a highly successful play. Does it work 100% of the time? No, of course not. But more often than not, it does the trick. Mahomes winning Super Bowl number two. Well, where is it? Where'd it go? Uh, Yesterday, what does that mean for Rodgers? Bo, absolutely nothing. I just, I don't understand this. And I saw, I know Zach had put up there, was it this morning or maybe last night, you know, how it was a gut punch or it was hard to handle or something like that because Mahomes has won two Super Bowls and, you know, Rodgers hasn't got a second ring, et cetera. Man, I guess maybe it's because I'm old. I guess it's because I'm old because I come at it from a completely different viewpoint. I don't care what other quarterbacks do. I don't care what other franchises do. I just don't. Man, I watched the Packers suck for so long. I've watched the Packers win two Super Bowls. That felt insane. The days where I watched them win it, I was over the moon. And you'll never be able to take that away from me. I don't care what Patrick Mahomes does. I don't think Aaron Rodgers does either. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for Chiefs fans. It's awesome. I'm sure they're having a ball today and probably will all offseason. I just, I don't like the comparison thing. Comparison is the thief of joy. Ladies and gentlemen, don't ever forget it. Um, All around good game and everything, but the highlight for me was Chris Stapleton. What a great tribute. That was awesome. I will say that was a great rendition. And of course there are people automatically jumping in with like trying to make it into some kind of controversial thing or some kind of like dialogue. And it's like, no, it was just a great performance. Sometimes it's just a great performance. That's all it is. It was awesome. Uh, are there any complicated fella T-shirts available? Can only find hoodies. Alex, thanks for the heads up. I, teespring sometimes like weirdly kind of has stuff kind of fall out without us knowing. So thanks for the heads up. I I'm sure we can get a T-shirt back up. Because um, like you said, the hoodies available. So um, I'll talk to Brent and get it up on the uh, uh, on the on the store. Hopefully tomorrow. Johnny Rivers. Is anyone arguing that Troy Aikman was better than Brett Favre? No. So it doesn't matter with Mahomes and Rodgers. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, who, who cares? I know like I'm probably doing cheesehead TV a disservice by not engaging in the, you know, ranking banter, but man, I just don't care. Like you try to like, other fan bases are always like, "Oh, you only only have two Super Bowls." I have two Super Bowls. I had a ball watching both of them. Not so much that second one with Favre, but the two they won, I had a fucking ball. I was on cloud 9, and you're never ever going to be able to take that away from me, no matter how much you try to belittle it or dismiss it or minimize it. Sorry, Oh, and also my favorite team has won more games than anybody else. Oh, and my favorite team has won more championships than anybody else. Salute. Mm. Tyler, thanks for the super chat. Congrats to Andy Reid, a Packers legend who adapts. Absolutely. Andy Reid is such a legend. He put on such a clinic. that second half. My goodness. Um... It is funny because going back and watching my preview and prediction for the Super Bowl, I got the pick wrong because I had the Eagles winning by 3, 31-27 I believe it was. But the flow of the game, I got that right. As far as, you know, the the Eagles controlling the game, the way Kansas City could win it, I said in the preview was, you know, steal the possession, which they basically did with that fumble return for a touchdown. You know? I mean, and then Andy just cooking as far as play design. Getting uh, second half was just amazing. And then you talk about a guy who just knows what to do in the red zone. I just, he is like an artist at work. And I know Eric Bieniemy should absolutely get a mention for the tape work he did against the Eagles defense. Uh, but man, that was a joy to watch. That shit was awesome. Uh, what else we got here, folks? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Gorzo, Tony Mandrich is the GOAT. All right. I don't know what that's in reference to, but. Uh... Sure, Brett. Thanks for the super chat. Your take on Aaron Jones saying love is ready to play. Well, I think he's right. Hell, he agrees with me. I mean, love is ready to play, that's his next step. Now, whether it's this year, I don't know, but yeah, I think that's apparent if you just watch the growth from his first offseason till now to that Philly game. Basically, you, I mean, it's night and day. And you've seen incremental progress each year he's been in the league. And he is at the point now where he has to play to get better. He's not going to get better sitting on the sideline. He's learned what he needs to learn in the confined kind of academic sense of the league. He's been in the league for three years now. You know, he's been in the meetings. He knows the offense. He certainly translated that work to the either the practice field or the playing field when asked. Whether it's, you know, mop-up duty, whether it's week 17 against the Lions last year spot duty this year, coming in for Aaron when he was injured against the Eagles. You've seen him improve each and every time. He is ready to play. And yes, there's been a lot of talk about it from guys in the building, including Aaron Jones, that, you know, yeah, he's ready to play. He's ready to go. I totally agree. Now, is he going to get that chance this year? We'll see. I still think the most likely outcome is Aaron's back. And that means Jordan will probably have to sit for one more year. We'll see. Ed, thanks for the super chat. Have a friend who genuinely believes super bowls are fixed. Second year in a row. I have to listen to him point out a ticky tack call for an entire off season. Damn, man. Don't get me. Don't get me started on the ref shit. I mean, I hear you and it's frustrating. I don't think it's. Think things are fixed. I think the, the refs don't know when to get out of the way. And I look, I I've, watched on Twitter all day as this kind of conversation has unfolded, like, yo, it's a clear penalty. He admitted he held him. That's my favorite. Well, yeah, but also in that same quote, he says, I thought they let me get away with it. You know why he thought that? Because they hadn't called it all game. And this is the frustrating part if you're an NFL fan. I am fine making that call if you've made that call all game long but if they're allowed to play a certain way through the entire game and then the fourth quarter comes along and it's a play that literally will decide the game and you throw a flag you've made yourself more important than the game as an official if you haven't been calling that all game long and you call it there you've made yourself the story you've made yourself bigger than the game and we didn't put down money for direct tv or whatever fox or whatever our cable we haven't gone out and got chips and beer and got people together or gone out to a sports bar. We haven't done all that or hell gone to the Super Bowl itself, got hotels, gone to the game for thousands of dollars. We haven't done all that to watch you, you fucking zebra, but because you didn't call it all game, but you called it in that moment, you inserted yourself. And to your point, Ed, same thing happened last year on that ridiculous pass interference penalty that the Rams got. They gifted them a first down in the red zone. I don't have a problem with the call if it's consistent with how things have been called the entire game. That's it. That's it. It's that simple. Consistency is all we ask. And it's not that difficult. It is not. Call the game the same way. If you're swallowing your whistle for the game, swallow your whistle for all four quarters. If you're being ticky tacky, if you're calling things all game, then keep doing that. Guys just want to know how the game is being called so they can play accordingly. You've made yourself bigger than the game, and it's an absolute shame. John, thanks for the super chat. Do you think they change any of the QB sneak rules? I doubt it. No. I mean, it's fourth and inches, man. You got to stop them. You know, and I love the fact that it means that drives are extended, that teams are able to stay on the field a little bit longer. I like that. No, I doubt it. I would, I'd be very, very surprised. Too old for this. Thanks to the super chat. What's darker, the room Rogers will be in for four days, or the Bears' outlook as a team? <laughs> now, now. Um, shout out to the Onion for their tweet this morning. Holy cow! Talk about absolutely vaporizing an entire franchise. With one headline, if you didn't see it, uh, check out The Onion this morning uh, about trading up for uh, a quarterback. It was amazing. Nag's always with the wisdom. Eh, I don't know about always, but sometimes. Maybe not always. (laughs) Krista. That is such a Packers fan comment. I love this. Krista says, I wanted both teams to lose, but I'm honestly thrilled that Sue lost petty i know packers fans don't like endemic and sue and i am here for it i love it that's phenomenal that's great (laughs) mr englewood thank you for the super chat the kevin king call still makes it personal here i get it but that one i know packers fans talk about that game because of the missed holding on lazard and then they turn around they see the kevin king pull but like Kevin King was pulling that guy's jersey. I mean, the jersey was the dude was like five feet away from him, and he was still holding on to the jersey. I mean, when it's that egregious, come on. I mean, that's a little different for my eyes, anyway. Oh, new gen pack. That's great. You forgot to give Joe Barry the quote "sticking to your guns" award. Now, 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 he adjusted. It took a while, but he adjusted. Congrats to MVS. Absolutely. Congratulations, Marquez Valdez-Scantling has a Super Bowl ring. I mean, how awesome is that? Really wish the Packers could have figured out a way to keep him around, but I'm very happy for him. So great. Pad level. <laughs> Richard pad level. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, what's up? What's up, people? <laughs> Sideline report. Bears. <laughs> um, Ryan. Thank you for the super chat. I was 24 when I watched the Packers win a Super Bowl with Favre. Forgot the disaster the following year. So stop comparing Green Bay to other teams. If you're a Green Bay fan, who gives an f about the other teams? It's always going to be done, though. That's the problem. That's especially exacerbated by social media and the connectivity we have today. It used to be you would just listen to your own kind of folks, right? Your your own, uh, whether it was you know television reporters or your radio guys or whatever. you you, you were able like to filter it out, whatever, maybe some national folks would, would make the comparisons, but it was like, you were able to be ensconced in your own kind of world, right? Now we're all just like kind of inundated with information about all the other teams and all the other fan bases. We hear about it all the time, which is why I highly recommend unplugging and getting away from the internet from time to time. Brett, thanks again for the super chat. What do you think of the idea of an NFL crew that worked all season doing a Super Bowl? I love it. I hate that they break crews up. I hate that they have piecemeal crews throughout the postseason. It only makes sense, right? To have guys and women who have worked together all season long, know each other really well. I think that just makes all the sense in the world. Why are someone pinging me? Uh, All right. What else we got, folks? Eli Manning won two more Super Bowls than. Dan Marino. Football is a team game. One billion percent. Correct. All right, everybody. I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you guys enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on this video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.